East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, Miss Leslie, what a morning we have had. Oh, oh my God, God, how stressful was that? Happy BravoCon ticket sale day to those oh. who are listening and being mm-hmm. apprised of the yep. journey that is BravoCon. We have been doing this since 2019, and it is never not stressful because... Horrible. We went the first year. We'll always have that. Thank you. I'll remind you every chance I get. We'll always have that. But, you know, 2020 was canceled, so that was stressful. 2021 was canceled because of Omicron. Last right. year was stressful, but we had a great time. And today, tickets went on sale at nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and mm-hmm. they were gone by nine o three. Three minutes later, yeah, I every ticket. I am happy to report and proclaim that the Bravo Gods blessed Leslie and me, and we have our three-day VIP tickets. Woo-hoo! I am. I and I actually went on Twitter and I said, "This is another indicator." That mm-hmm. Twitter is not the majority because the way y'all were talking shit on Twitter about tickets and BravoCon tickets <laughs> and how ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, so who's lying? Because somebody on Twitter is buying all the tickets. Yeah. Who are you people? Who are you people? Come out of the non-gay closet. Um, no, but Bravo Palooza sold out in minutes. So I was not able to snag Bravo Palooza tickets. I know you did. You were strategic. Yes. And you got your shit. So good for you. Yes. Um, I... I wasn't that bummed about Bravo Palooza because I did go last year, but I still wanted to go. I still wanted to right. enjoy the event. Yeah, um, of course. Of course. I just, I honestly, and I'm going to just be, I'm going to keep it real like we do. I, If uh-huh. it was in New York this year, I probably wasn't going to go because I'm like, ah, it's seven hour flight. It's so far. I've right. It's there. super far for you. Yeah. I've yeah. been there, done that. But that's why these uh, production people were brilliant by choosing Vegas because I haven't been to Vegas in years, and I'm excited. It's so close to so many Vegas. people over there too, and and the hotels for Vegas are way cheaper. Way and there's so much to do in Vegas, so it's like I mean, not that there's not much to do in New York, but once you're in New York, it's so huge, it's not walkable like Vegas, and I mean, as far as right. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's walkable, but it's different. It's definitely it's different because you spend your whole different. time. In the convention center. I feel like in Vegas, it's close to many people. And even if they just wanted to buy like a one day ticket and go one of the days, they could still make a trip out of it and do other stuff. The same in New York, but. No, for sure. Just Vegas changes festive. everything. Um, my friends are planning to go for the one day experience. They've never been to BravoCon. And yes. so um, I'm excited for them. That's great. Bravo- yeah. BravoCon is an experience and they're going to get to go to Vegas. But best of all, they're going to go with me. So I think that (laughs) experiences with people that have never been is part of the fun. I'm curious what will be next year um, if they have it in New York. Now, see, this is how they get you because now I'm like, well, I didn't go to New York last year. So let me go back. I'll go this year. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll do L.A. Maybe. I would love L.A. L.A. Me too. They have a lot of conventions in L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, Miami. They could do Miami. That would be really easy for me i know who i would stay with (laughs) exactly no but um yeah we'll see what they do next year if they do next year i know mr cohen had said that they wanted to even take this year off because last year was so huge and monumental but listen they got money to make we got 
people to PPE. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm glad that they didn't got take our it off. Tickets. Now, we do not gatekeep here at East and West. Um, tickets for the one-day experience go on sale next Friday. Whenever you're listening to, they go on sale July 28th, which is right. next Friday. At noon. Noon, right? East Coast time, 9 a.m. West Coast time just look at the time zones right um, in the middle you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself yeah i don't even know what other time zones exist i forget we're about here at east and west and west uh the bravoholic ga tickets are 250 dollars plus taxes and fees with the vip mm -hmm. passes are 475 each so uh for one day and listen at this point, get what you can because it's going to be fun and exciting. Um, right. And you know what the thing is? I feel like even if you end up with GA and wanted like VIP, I was willing. Like if I couldn't get no, for sure. VIP, yeah. I would have done GA. It would have been fine. You still see them. You see everything. Um, the lines may be a little longer for you, but it's fine. And you're going to see them in, a, in the hotels everywhere in Vegas. And that's what I told Leslie too. I said, listen, if I end up with GA, that's fine because it would just be a panel heavy event because the lines are really long for the photo ops. That's where the line is. We're long last right. year. Right. So I hope there's a better organization in place for this year. Like maybe keep us separated. Like the first one was great in that regard because they kept mm -hmm. all VIPs on the left side and then all the GAs on the right side. Yes. And so because the Javits Center was it's so huge. It was like a warehouse. They couldn't obviously put you on separate sides of rooms. No way. But yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just figure it out. Segregate us this time and just put all the VIPs on the left and GAs on the right. And so that yeah, way we're fine with all. that. Cause we were all merged together and it was insane and people's breasts stank. It was just <laughs> a lot. Like I did see I, some interesting outfits in those lines. So I'm thankful for that. I am hoping nobody wears ugly leather pants on purpose because those look uncomfortable and it was sweating Ugh, and it was hot. Rocky. It was hot in there. And like, it that was, was a thing. Mm -hmm. We're in New York in what was it? October last year. So it was a little chilly. Yeah. So you would come like, cause I walked from my hotel and so did you. And I didn't have a coat. I didn't bring a coat, but there was a coat check in case you needed it. I did not bring a coat, uh, but I'm still in long sleeves, like a sweater. And I oh, was yeah. dying sneakers and jeans. Like I wanted to be comfortable because we were clocking what, like 10 miles a day walking around in there, but it was so hot in every line, like, especially the lines that were in the rooms, like where you had to go in like a little room yes, to sure. meet them, like for oh, the meet God. and greet. It was so long, stifling. It was so musty. Yeah. I hope they're Ugh. able, I hope the Bravo Libs that did this do this this year. Some of them that weren't even scheduled for like a photo op in the little rooms, like Jennifer Aiden walked by and took pictures with people. Yes. Um, a lot of different Bravo Libs would do that. Like they see the lines outside of the rooms and they would just say hi to everybody. And right. please don't troll them in person. I said this last year. Yeah. Please don't pay Get all this grip. money. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please don't Get pay all this money. And travel just to go yell at them that they suck. Like, stick to Twitter. Save your coins. Yeah. We're all about the fun. And we're all right. about talking shit behind their backs. And so, but because I think it's just going to be so much fun. I'm so excited now that we have to get Me too. And yeah. It's been another crazy week. I'm excited. Let's dive into this week's episode. Did you hear that mm -hmm. Erica Jane, let's get into some gossip. Um, Erica Jane won her appeal. Um that she could keep the diamonds apparently. And right. so, but 
there's always update here continuously. Apparently the diamond earrings does not mean that they are immediately given back to her, but instead the trustee is just expected to follow up with more new evidence. So it's not like they're going to just uh, post me. Right. Cause they're going to appeal back now. Isn't, doesn't that lawyer's wife have them? Apparently that Ronald Richards guy who, Oh, who won't leave her alone. Sleazy. <laughs> yeah. He will not leave her alone. He said, yeah. Well, Richards, the Ronald guy said, the one thing I can tell you is that they are presently on the buyer's ears as of five minutes ago, referencing his wife. Like, that is so gross that he would even buy them in the first place. But that's he's been obsessed, thing. though. Yeah, it's disgusting that he bought them. He's been obsessed with this entire case for so long. It's just weird. It's so weird. Completely weird. It's just so um, baffling how much he follows her. and her. Like, I mean, at what point is it harassment? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But um, I people were saying she was vindicated. What do you think? Do you think this is a vindication? Do you think it's just a legal system in place? Do you think she, I think it's I probably just uh, the legal system in place because mm -hmm. if they're not finding her guilty of something and those earrings were a gift during her marriage, I don't see why she wouldn't be able to keep them. If it were me, I would probably take the earrings. She doesn't. Does she need them necessarily? I mean, it's not. Maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe I would sell the earrings and give part of the proceeds to the victims or do something to redeem myself. Erica's been very, um, I only care about me a lot, but I also yeah. saw that she met up with victims recently. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes. I'm an, I, I wonder, now this is where it's like a double-edged sword because on the one mm -hmm. side, I was proud of her for taking steps to mend any fences. Right. But on the the other side, my Bravo fan hat is like, why wasn't this filmed on the show? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, they, we have been. They wait till it stops filming to do this. Hello, have you not considered that you owe me this? No, I'm just kidding. No, but I'm just like, I wonder if the network's going to be annoyed. Like, are they going to say? Well, I wonder. I mean, I'm sure they are, but. Well, I would think from her point of view, she didn't like didn't want the cameras there because then it would seem inauthentic and she was only people would bitch you're only doing this for storyline like why didn't you do this off camera so it's probably better for her oh yeah for that sure. she was not on camera for sure and people were already complaining they were saying oh well she didn't care she stood like listen oh, we know how God, get over yourselves we know how these fans are listen at the yeah. end of the day she's gonna do what she's gonna do um Speaking of poor choices, Little Miss Rachel was in the headlines this week because James Kennedy revealed that Ugh. their dog Graham is back home amid her return from the mental health facility. Apparently, last season, James expressed his sadness in being unable to see the dog as much as he wanted, and Raquel said she wouldn't be sharing custody. Mm -hmm. But now he posted a picture on Instagram with the caption saying, look who made his way back home, back into my life. I'll take care of you forever, and I love you. Apparently, the gossip is allegedly. Apparently, allegedly. little little Miss Rachel dropped him off at what is a kill what is being uh -huh. dubbed a kill shelter. Kill shelter, yeah. Being dubbed a kill shelter by the Twitter. Listen, we do not sit here and fact check. We're just going to judge. Um, but apparently, she dropped him off at a kill shelter. Vanderpump Doug Scott, not Doug's. Vanderpump dogs <laughs> got word of this, and they rescued the dog. This is Puppygate all over again oh yeah I mean, i'm getting season nine flashbacks i want to know where dory how dory is involved in this <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so james is now back her family has since gone on twitter and said stuff like oh he tried biting us a couple times yada 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 
I listen, if you were still on the fence with this girl, she is not helping her cause because no. it's like, why didn't you try with James? Why did you take it to the shelter? Right. Call one of your friends, call somebody else, like call. And she could have called James. She knows James would have taken him immediately, I feel like. And the, I mean, the dog's only biting because he needs attention. She's not giving him the proper attention, I feel okay. like, and wasn't. Yeah. But to me, it's like, dude, like you already know people. I don't know. I mean, I'm really, am I shocked that she's using poor judgment considering what happened last no. season? But I'm not shocked. It's but fault. it's like, listen, if you maybe maybe she didn't want to mend any fences with James and said, I don't care about this dog toodles. Um, oh, you know how I love dogs. So that just makes me see red. Yeah. I mean, I, I was annoyed. I love dogs too. And it's just like, but it felt maybe she did it on purpose. Who knows what she did, but it was, it's not a good look. Miss Raquel as, mm -mm. as bad as it, as bad as, you know, the affair was, I'm a little more offended that this happened because we no, me dogs. too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love dogs. Maybe she was busy taking care Who of Who raised her? I mean, seriously, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, like, and it's not even the things that she does. I mean, she does these things, but she's so stupid. She continues to do them and put herself in this position where everybody's going to hate her again. So now she's cheated with somebody who was involved with her best friend. And now she's put her dog in a kill shelter. I, I, I can't. It's a lot of cringing and a lot of poor choices, homegirl. I, uh, speaking of, now to segue into um, Vanderpump Rules, I mm -hmm. don't like that they're spoiling so much of the season. Uh, yeah. It is, it's, it's annoying to me because I can't stop. So I know it's my own choice to be on social media, mm -hmm. but why are they always allowed to post um, where they're at, what they're doing, who they're sitting with? Like, come on. I don't like, know. Seriously. I know. We don't, we don't want to see that. It's just, you guys are spoiling the entire season. Like I know they're in Lake Tahoe right now and I almost mm -hmm. drove to Tahoe because it's near me. I'm like, just, <laughs> let me go to Tahoe real quick and take Hello. a picture with somebody and be like, Hey right. girls. But a lot of the other cities, you know, they don't. And I, I'm i glad that the Roni girls, which will recap the premiere, but if the new Roni girls would have been spoiling the season as they filmed all season, it would have been, you know, like, mind you, we didn't know anything. Oh, but yeah. it's like, imagine if they were posting every little thing, every single like. No, we don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. I want to see it as it plays out. And that's another reason I'm glad that uh, the OC's trailer did not show a lot of the stuff that happens oh, speaking of vanderpump rules and roni did you know that bryn the newbie on new housewives was mm -hmm. actually at one point best friends with pandora lisa vanderpump's daughter oh no i did not know that, that i makes sense. they're like the not, same age yeah i did not know that apparently when they were in their 20s which was what like five years ago um they <laughs> five minutes ago yeah five minutes ago she said that uh pandora was her bestie and that Lisa gave her some good advice and she told her just always be yourself, mm -hmm. darling, darling. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I sound like a sheep. But, um, yeah. So apparently she said that uh, they were besties and I heard rumors online that she almost joined Vanderpump Rules. Could you imagine the alternate universe if we had Bryn on Vanderpump? Oh my God. Yeah. What a timeline. Just line. like, I know. Uh, she could fit in well with them, though. 
I think she would fit in well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't have this on my notes because it broke later, but what the hell is going on with Bethany and Jill right now? I don't Why know, are but are they rambling on about the show? They're over and they won't stop talking and I won't stop listening because I listen. I know I'm a masochist. Like I yeah. love, I love torturing myself, but I, I've been listening to their interview and reunion in, in chunks because it's, they just continuously interrupt each other. Yeah. I took it all at once. Cause I figured if I go, oh, no. if Good I stop, you, I'm never going to be able to finish. So I waited yeah. till I had something to do and I could just like something to do in the house and I could just listen. It was a lot. Cause you know, Bethany will sit there and be like, well, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about negotiation. This is, we keep it real. We have to sit there and we go, no, no, and that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I listen, we are the man, we are the man. Like that's literally all I hear is like, and I'm just, it is a lot. Yes. With anxiety, like, oh my God. And then I think as a Jewish woman, I understand that language because my friends and I do the same thing. Um, but I can see how it would be annoying to others. I'm like, how do you process a sentence that fast? And you, oh, but anyway, they're now alleging that, uh, Bravo did not get permission to film Jill Zarin's deceased husband's funeral. It's a lot. And I really hope Andy Cohen stays quiet and doesn't even engage because, I don't know. I, it feels like I would expect this from Jill. Because the bar is low from Jill. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't even like on a good level with uh-huh. Bethany at this point because of her rewives and right. her her supercilious attitude towards the pod and mm-hmm. or towards the network. Right. But it kind of reeks a little like, whoa, like really, this is what you're doing now? You're interviewing Jill Zarin of all people? Like, come on, girl. Bethany's like, a little unhinged lately, though. I find her Instagram videos, like I'll watch them sometimes, but- they're, they're a lot. There are a lot to process. And I loved the OG Bethany. Like there's nothing like season one through three Bethany before the mm-hmm. formula was established right. before yes. we knew what we were getting into. Cause as soon as she came back by season seven, she knew what the formula was. She mm-hmm. knew to walk away from filming. She knew that these girls were all glammed up. She, right. Like at that point, it's like, okay, y'all know you're doing the show, but I will give flowers to season one through three, Bethany. If you've never seen season three of Roni, that's probably one of my favorite seasons ever. Um, yeah, good season. Yeah, it's a really iconic season. That's the Brooklyn Bridge when Ramona tells Bethany. <laughs> right. Right now you have Jason, but who knows? You'll probably mess that you up. How many friends? Yeah, you'll probably <laughs> mess that up too. I know. Oh, that's terrible. Iconic. Now, there's a lot of talk over the Roni premiere ratings. Um because apparently it only premiered to 672,000 viewers. Really? Which is a lot less than what we're used to. Season 12, which premiered in season, or I'm sorry, season 13 started off strong with 959,000. Mm-hmm. But that season ended with 542,000 that same year. So mm-hmm. the decline combined with everybody complaining like we do is what led to the reboot. Um, now, back in the day, Bethany Ever After brought in 2.25 million viewers. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. The ratings landscape has changed so much. It's everybody watch it. Like, I used to track ratings for fun because that's how much of a loser I am. Yeah, no, me too. But, I know. But I would like, there's website I used to use is no longer, but they used to post the ratings with DVR added. And it would take like three right. weeks for all that to be calculated. Of course, in. yeah. Yeah. And so when you see numbers like 
500,000, 670,000. After DVR, it would like double. And in some cases, right. it would like triple. Mm-hmm. Like people would talk shit about Beverly Hills because the live ratings were like 1 million. But then I was then getting accused of working for somebody. You know, they <laughs> of always, course, ac- of course. You know, they always accuse us of working for somebody. Um, for but free, like- obviously, because I haven't seen a check of you. <laughs> exactly. No, but they were like, oh, you, um, you know, you're making this up. I would send them the link, be like, here's the link that I'm using. I don't yeah. know. Cause, cause ratings for Beverly Hills would be over nearly 4 million. And I'd right, be like, oh, right. look, here's the ratings. I would post the ratings and people thought that I would be proclaiming some sort of victory. I'm like, oh this is just, just the ratings. Yeah. So I think they'll be fine. I don't think that they're going to be like, like harshly judged by the premiere. No. It's uh, those numbers are really on brand with what everybody else is doing nowadays. And so I love how I'm a network expert, apparently. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, I think that it's not like a terrible number. And mind you, this season is 14. Like, it's not like a new show. Like, if this was a brand new show, maybe, but. Right, exactly. I think it'll be fine. I I really enjoyed the episode. Me too. Let's get into the recap before I dive into um, more gossip. Because the other gossip is about our girl Tamara, but we can talk about that. We'll get to Um, that before we recap the OC. So immediate thoughts on the new girls. What did you think? Okay, so my favorites so far are Bryn and Jenna. Um, I'm such a dork that I went, I'm not going to pay what she pays for her glasses, but I went on like (laughs) readers.com. Yes. <laughs> and ordered knockoffs because hers are like seeing glasses and mine are only reading glasses. So yeah. So I went and ordered them for $21 each as opposed to $368. Oh, a bargain. Yeah, a bargain. Definitely. Um, And I, I liked it. The only thing that was a little strange was we, we know that one of the housewives quit. Like, I don't know if it was mid season, the beginning of the season. So we kind of came in at a point where they had already been having drama that we didn't get to see for because... sure i think they did a good job the the gossip was that she quit like three weeks into the new season okay. and so um, it wasn't that I, much okay no and so i Erin was on two t's and she said that they're not even going to acknowledge that she was ever a part of the cast but what okay. i found interesting is that they were all they must she must have just quit at BravoCon because i went and googled the BravoCon 22 announcement when they all came on me stage. too me too I love uh-huh. us. And she was not up there. So I'm like, uh-uh. oh, so she was already gone when they did this announcement. At right. right. Now, the reasons behind her alleged quitting, I don't even want to talk about because they're so disgusting. So, yeah. um, but listen, she's gone. It did feel like, okay, there's been drama, but we're going to move on. But I think that they did do it. Overall, I think it was a good introduction. Um, yes. We have Bryn. She's labeled as a single party girl. Jenna was called a very unique person. Jessel is the publicist. Sai is our first uh, self-proclaimed influencer and blogger. That's no, that's no shade. But she is our first influencer housewife. Like, she says that she is an influencer. Then you have Uba, who has the cousin of Chanel over on Dubai. Yes. And she- that she's vivacious and larger than life. And Aaron says she likes to quote, run the fucking show. I 
genuinely felt like this was actually New York energy that I was getting. I can't really explain it. I really can't. Like, I can't explain it because I'm not from New York. I don't live in New York. But I was getting, like, actual New York energy. I've been to New York many times. And there was something very, very refreshing from this show. I really, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't go go on Twitter and complain every five minutes like everybody else. But I did think, okay, I'm going to miss the OGs. But I did not miss them. I ended up not missing them. Me neither. And here's what I liked before we get into it. The cast is diverse and the Mm -hmm. neighborhoods are diverse. We're not only on the Upper East or West Side, Mm -hmm. then plus a downtown Bethany. Like we're getting people, you know, and then we had, you know, we had Simon and Alex in Brooklyn. Like (laughs) I'm in Brooklyn while you are in high school. Um, anyway. I'm trying to yeah. no, but I, I really thought that I would miss the OGs like because yeah. we're so, so used to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethany and Jill doing that podcast this week reminded me why I'm not going to miss them. And I'm glad that we have a new cast because exactly. I cannot, at this point, I could not regurgitate the same uh-uh. drama from 2009 and 10. Right. And here's another thing people are forgetting because people are forgetting or they're pretending it didn't happen. But New York already went through like a soft reboot in season five. And so we yeah. already tried keeping OG. Keeping and- some of the OGs. Exactly. Yes. It couldn't be and done. So it couldn't be done. Season five. If y'all remember the scandal that happened back then mm-hmm. when they fired Jill and Alex and uh, Kelly and they brought in Heather, um, Aviva, her leg and Carol. Right. And so that was all back then. And so they've tried. And so because we got so many years out of that, at some point, and listen, I said this on the Twitter, this puts all the other cities on notice because if Atlanta can't get it together, because they sure are not getting it together for me, I don't know why Andy's not going to be like, all right, or not Andy, but I don't know why Bravo's not going to be like, listen, right. look, at the, look at the reception to New York. If you know, if we can't get it together, let's just bring in a whole batch of just new women. redo and- the whole thing, right. And look, thing. our friend uh, Jacqueline Choupette, on Twitter said <laughs> oh, something right. to oh, Andy yeah. asked Andy, would you do the same thing with Atlanta? And he just had, he responded with a hmm, hmm. emoji and that made page six. So I, you know, but that was a very good question. I didn't think mm-hmm. about to ask Andy that because I just I didn't know. think it would ever be a possibility. Um, but now that not Brooklyn, now that the housewives are so <laughs> being well receptive, but this is a thing. They should take their time with casting like mm-hmm. they did for New York because New York was off the air for two years. Right. And so, um, yeah, it was such a good, I thought it was a good, cute premiere. I'm not like blown away out of the water, but I really did like every single cast member. And for yes. me as a, for me personally, it's a good indicator that they did a good job when I can remember everybody's name. Right. Like I could not remember oh. everybody's name all the On time. Dubai. Yeah, I don't I mean, remember I don't, everybody on Dubai, to be honest. I don't want to say Dubai, but <laughs> I can't remember everybody's name on Dubai without Googling. I love all uh-huh, of them, but uh-huh. they're, all, they're all cute. I mean, Caroline, but, obviously. Obviously. Stan, very darling. Anyway, let's, uh, for back to New York, Cy lives in Brooklyn. I love that we started in Brooklyn because mm-hmm. uh, justice for Alex McCord. Yes. If you know, you know, she explains that the family <laughs> she created is different than when she had growing up. And now she lives in a beautiful brownstone. I want a brownstone. I really mm. do. I saw that. Uh, Party girl Bryn comes over to Sai's house and she said she's one of her besties. She brings gifts for Sai's two kids. Bryn then says she wishes she had the life that Sai had, but she will just be her fabulous self until then. 
Um, their friend Jessel is also making the jaunt to Brooklyn to meet the ladies. Mm -hmm. We also meet her twin boys who will not sit still for a single second. Jessel's mother looked absolutely exhausted and she's visiting <laughs> from London. What a vacation for her. <laughs> what a vacation. <laughs> Once they get to Sai's place, they leave the kids with the adults and head over to the backyard for some girl talk. And this is where we are explained by Jessel, the connection to Sai and Bryn. We learned that it's mainly through fashion that brought them together. Sai is a content creator. And Jessel said that she would buy anything Sai tells her to buy. <laughs> that's, okay. That's friendship. I mean, I love I love Leslie, but I ain't going to buy whatever Leslie tells me to buy. Right. <laughs> Mario, you must buy this. You must buy this. I mean, I probably, I probably would. You have fabulous taste. <laughs> we then merge over to Washington Square Park. Uba and Aaron are meeting for some coffee. We learn that Aaron is salty with Bryn. And so this is where we are introduced to part one of the drama. According mm -hmm. to Erin, she had planned a girl's dinner and got upset because Sai and Bryn left to go to a more exclusive hip restaurant. Erin claimed it's not about where this dinner would be, but rather the company and therefore that left a bad taste in her mouth and she called it obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Now, as Aaron and Sai and Jessel are all sitting in Sai's backyard, Bryn explains that she would never be caught dead in the restaurant that Aaron planned for the girls' dinner. Bryn says, it's not 2005. I'm not a D-list model. <laughs> <laughs> now, the rumor yeah. was that it was, it, the, the rumor on Twitter, it was, a, it was catch. Yes. Have you ever been? Have you ever been a catch? Yes, Leslie? I've been a catch like three <laughs> times. Of course, I. I guess I'm very uncool, so I'll hang out with the Countess. Um, yes, I've been a catch. I actually really like it. Their food is delicious. If you ever go, get the lobster Cantonese. Um, and I believe that Miss Heather Dubrow also said it was one of her favorite restaurants. I I, I looked it I up. Have no it issue like, with it. Yeah, it looked like a huge warehouse with uh restaurant tables. It looked good. Um, the reason now now listen, you know we're nosy. So I did more research, and I'm like, mm -hmm. why would they bleep this out? What's going on? Apparently, the head chef that's currently the head chef at Catch was mm -hmm. a season three winner of Top Chef. So I think oh. they bleeped it because they didn't want to offend the head oh. chef who was used. Wait, to who is it? I don't know, but I just, I didn't get the name. I'm not okay. a top chefer. And so. Um, I'm not anymore, but I was then. The I'll season three winner of Top Chef. That's what the gossip gave me. Okay. And all this did, all this gossip or all this talk was, mm -hmm. it made me want to go to catch. I'm just like, yeah, now I want to go to catch and, and eat there. Look at reverse psychology by Bravo, because if a D-list model can get in, Lord knows I'll claw my way up there. <laughs> <laughs> It's and good. So, and I like catch steak too. I've been a catch steak also, which is good. Oh, I love catching some steak. <laughs> um, anyway, and so then that's the first part. And so then Aaron's Sai said that Aaron is just always arguing with someone. And that leads us to part two of the drama. Mm -hmm. Eric is just irked that Sai allegedly pointed to a cheese plate in her home and said the phrase her around the world. Cheese. That's weird. Sai swears she would <laughs> never say such a thing, considering she loves cheese. Bryn happily retells the tale to Jessel, and she blows it out of proportion, which sort of verifies to Sai that it, you know, making it a big deal, it is, it should be a big mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Listen, the fact that they're bickering over cheese, chef's kiss, ridiculous, petty, petty, nonsensical. It reminded me of "You Smell Like Hospital." I right. was 
laughing so hard. And I think the women know this is so stupid, but I don't, I don't think they were like putting it on. It felt like such a natural mm -hmm. petty reaction. Like yeah. it didn't feel like, what do we want to fight about? No, these are girls that are so offended. I do think that Aaron takes herself seriously, but we need somebody to take themselves this seriously. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yes. uh, there's a balance because Bryn doesn't take anything seriously, I think. No. And so Aaron is irked that somebody would dare say that. And so it was hilarious. Um, we good. learned that Jessa moved from London when she was 22. She came to New York. And this is where the fabulous Jenna Lyons makes her debut. She comes over for some tea with Jessel. Uh, they call it a newest friendship, which means they were probably just meant for the show. Uh, they exactly. They discuss the girls' night get-together at Jenna's apartment. We're then giving a little rundown of Jenna's career. We learned she worked her way up at J. Crew. She was the executive creative director and president. She left the company... Um, Jenna says she's looking forward to hosting the ladies and understands that it will be a quiet adjacent night in. Jenna says she's mentally <laughs> preparing for Cheese Gate. Uh, we get a cute scene in Aaron's apartment in Tribeca. She's proud of raising three kids in New York, but she also loves within. Do not talk to her for a few hours. <laughs> I don't plan on ever being a parent, but her parenting advice spoke to me because she said, just give the kids something to do so they can leave you alone for a few hours. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> I was Here. like, oh, that's brilliant. I love that. I'm going to follow that and do that with my friends. Erin um, <laughs> is from an Israeli family and has them over for her mom's birthday. She explains that she married a man, her man, Abe. They were young and they will soon celebrate their 10th wedding anniversary. They're planning mm -hmm. the party. And then her youngest son, deep in potty training, graced the TV screens with his undies around his ankles. <laughs> I mean, listen, take your kids. Kids do not care that there's a camera there. Uh-uh. They have no I, idea. I thought that was so cute. Okay, uh, we then get Sai and her husband, David. They've been together for 14 years. Sai appreciates her husband's support, especially when she's involved in ridiculous drama like cheese. Um, <laughs> as they're prepping for Jenna's house, she wonders how things would go, considering she didn't say even say anything about Aaron's cheese. <laughs> I, I'm laughing every time I say the word cheese. I know. It's so ridiculous. I love it. Jenna in says in the best way possible. Now, Jenna says she loved the theme, so she tells the women to wear either khaki, gold, black, or silver, um, but no one understands what they really should wear to this party. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when Jessel FaceTimes Aaron to plan their outfits and shares that Bryn is blowing everything out of proportion. Aaron thinks that Bryn is obnoxious because she just makes shit up and she feels like she's on a roller coaster with Bryn. Aaron again denies ever saying anything about the cheese platter and Jessel suggests that Aaron and her hash it out when they're at Jenna's. Look at this future upcoming mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Now then we go to the Soho apartment of Jenna. It was so, so cute. It was so chic. Her mm -hmm. shoe closet has nearly 380 pairs. And that clothes rack kept going. I thought they were at a, a department store. I know. At some point. I know. I was like, whoa. I know. Um, Jenna was giving me a lot of nervous vibes because I don't think she knows these women. And she seemed very reserved. And maybe she was getting used to the cameras. I'm um, sure. Jenna says that everything's going to be fine as long as there's cheese. They had, she had so many, so much cheese everywhere. My, <laughs> I, I was salivating i mean she had every kind of cheese yeah she said i love cheese deeply like cheese is my friend <laughs> uh and the fact Yummy. that jenna the fact that jenna is a member of the lgbt community i've just never immediately connected with the housewife like i 
some I listen, I was a little hesitant just based on looks because you know we judge people by their cover. Of hair. course. Yeah. But when I saw her, I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this woman. I'm scared of her. Like I'm Me too. I felt the same way. Yeah. And so um I knew of her and I was just like, mm, she's gonna be there acting like she's mm-hmm. better than everybody. And she's not, she's so relaxed, she's, she's so she's cool. so down to earth. Mm-hmm. she's very cool even on watch what happens live when they were on later that night after the show he was asking them whether or not they were playing some game where they had to hold up the card like agree or disagree and he asked them if they agreed with um, people carrying fake bags and they all said disagree and she was like well they can't afford it and that's all they can afford like she was really sweet and like a real person very sweet because we do not condone that type of fraudulent behavior no, here at East and West. No. So we, um, I just, I find, and this is the thing, I can't remember the last time I watched the premiere episode and just liked all of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it I felt know. so refreshing. I was like, oh, good. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Aaron arrives empty-handed. How dare her! And states that <laughs> Jenna is a little bit of an oddball. The rest of the ladies slowly coming in. You can feel the awkwardness between Sai and Aaron as they just sort of look at each other with the cheese in front of them. With the cheese platter. <laughs> Aaron then makes it a group discussion. She tells everybody she's unhappy with Bryn, who's the last to arrive at the party. Aaron begins to complain, and then she looks at Sai and tells Sai that blowing off the dinner was quote uncool. Hey, Luann. And so. <laughs> Sai owns that she did bail on Aaron. Aaron appreciates that Sai knew she was in the wrong. However, Aaron is still, quote, turned off to Bryn. I want more of between the dynamics. I need to know more between Aaron and Bryn. Like, I feel like there's a love-hate going on there. I Uh feel like they're going to, you know, nothing makes good TV like frenemies. Like, I am loving. For sure. For sure. Uh, Bryn arrives a little late, and she lets Jenna know that she was purposely late because she's scared of Aaron. Um, (laughs) I love that. Aaron clarifies that she's not going after Bryn immediately. Um, She says, this was the quote of the night. She says, I'm not going to go after Bryn immediately. I'm going to have some cheese, and then I'm going to fuck her up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was like, whoa. I I sat up straight. Um, And so they play a bit of a icebreaker games. The questions are stupid and light, and they're about sex and sexual references and bananas. At one point, Uba said she's addicted to bananas. I mean, listen, (laughs) do you, girl? Erin does let loose on Bryn, and she calls her a liar. She's annoyed that Bryn thought she was too cool to go to the restaurant that will remain bleeped out on camera. That's when Cheesegate gets brought up again. Aaron questions why she would distance herself from Psy over cheese. Mm-hmm. Uba puts it very eloquently when she says, it's New York. There's a lot of rats here because they're <laughs> fighting over cheese. See, Psy uh, made me laugh because she starts laughing and said, this is the stupidest thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, beyond. Let's, they didn't lack any self-awareness. Uh-uh. Um, at the end of the day, Aaron said she just believes Brynn is the one starting shit. Aaron decides to take the conversation with Bryn somewhere else to avoid involving the women in the ridiculousness. I love the Jenna soundbite as they were arguing about cheese because they were talking about sex right before. Mm-hmm. Jenna in her confessional says, who in their right mind pivots the conversation from sex to talk about cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And so that was another laugh out moment. I was like, God, Jenna's so on point with that assessment. But mm-hmm. She, Bryn was nervous. Um, she was very pleased with Jenna's closet, as we all were. Mm. They have a little bit of a talk here. The issue apparently is that Aaron has with Bryn is that Bryn is, or yeah, that Bryn is wishy-washy 
with her stuff. Aaron thinks that Bryn is just weird with her because Bryn, quote, subscribed to Psy and what she was saying about the cheese. Now, what I gathered from that point of view from Aaron is mm-hmm. Aaron used, used the word aligned. You aligned yourself. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like, I feel Aaron thought that Bryn was going to, quote, align herself with Psy for the show. You know what I right. mean? Like, I right, right. Because listen, we've been watching this show for hella long. So I think Aaron thought that they were trying to like team up against her on the mm-hmm. show. And so right. that's what I that's what I read between these lines here. But once they realize how crazy they all sound, they agree to move on. Mm-hmm. I did laugh when Aaron broke Aaron broke Jenna's chair in the shoe room. <laughs> I know. That chair fell <laughs> through. It was a bit cringy when they walked out wearing Jenna's clothes without her permission because Jenna yeah. did not look like she was here thrilled yeah I listen we love a housewife we know they don't have boundaries sometimes I know I wouldn't do it but I'm uh-huh. not a housewife I wouldn't no. go into somebody's closet and walk out wearing their shit oh no and she was right when she said that you cannot hug somebody when you're wearing sequins and they're wearing lace you're gonna get stuck together I didn't know that. Did. I'm, I'm not I'm a I wear all black every day <laughs> I did not know that so I'm just like oh shit so I, yeah. it was hilarious and you know the episode ended on a light note when Sai asked, does anybody want cheese or is that weird? <laughs> Overall, it was a cute premiere. It was yeah. very uh, New York. Um, I'm curious to see where we go. I do hope, and maybe this is me um, hoping for too much. I do hope that in future years, we get a cameo from an OG. We get like yes. a, a scene where they meet. That's up a good together. idea. Yeah. You know, not right away. We need to learn to love these new girls. But right. I think in, maybe by year 20, God, I can't believe year 20. <laughs> but maybe by year 20, we'll see them go visit Ramona at the retirement home or something. You know what I mean? Because right. at that point, Ramona will be in her 70s. And- oh my God. Can you imagine if she's like still a housewife at that age? I mean, <laughs> no shade to anybody that age, but. This is putting a new meaning to the phrase OG uh-huh, because uh-huh. if you are 70 years old with the tagline, I will bow down to you. I, mean, I may be 70, but but I'm a full 10. I'm a full 100. <laughs> <laughs> We're so stupid. Oh but my that was God. the New York I'm excited for the season. I'm Me too. Looking forward. To I'm looking forward to this. We'll see where this ends up any other thoughts before we take a break and come back with uh oc no i think uh i think we'll take our little break and then we will break down the oc for you guys we will be right back hey everybody welcome back we just finished discussing uh the premiere of the real housewives of new york the revamp of the show the reboot of the show And we are going to get to the OC now. But first, we have a little gossip this week. So what is going on, Mario? Oh, my God. So, yes, this week. So, first of all, this week's episode of OC was fun. It was hilarious, as per usual. But after the OC aired, uh, Jen with two ends made her Watch What Happens Live Clubhouse debut. And her boyfriend was also there. Uh, uh, unclear unclear why um <laughs> in the worst jacket i've ever seen that needs to be burned sorry oh, it does sorry God. not sorry but you know here at east and west we do not condone no yeah we do anyway um jen apparently was talking shit about 
Tamara on Watch What Happens Live. Mm -hmm. And somebody told Tamara on Instagram, because that's what we do here. We're just a a public service. And so Tamara reposted the picture and said, I've heard, not smart. I know too much. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So on Watch What Happens Live, um, Jen with two N just made a lot of comments about uh, Tamara. She said that Tamara and Eddie should schedule sex. Um, Ryan also was on Watch What Happens Live, who's Jen with two N's man. Um, He said that the biggest misconception about him is that everything that comes out of Tamara's mouth is a misconception about him before suggesting he was, quote, making lemonade with Tamara's lemons in the form of a dick pic merch. I really <laughs> wanted to break my TV when he, that moment where he showed Andy the hat and Andy just goes. Andy looks thrilled. Andy was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I tweeted something today. I retweeted. Somebody said Andy Cohen has the best poker face, except for when he doesn't. Except when he doesn't. <laughs> that was so cringy. I was watching it as it uh, aired and I just wanted to barf. I was like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Who's going to buy that hat? Plus, it's so cheap looking. It fell so, it was flatter than Uh who knows what. That was so flat. Um, It is, you know, and also in real-time gossip, Tamara claims she and Heather Dubrow are not in the best place after experiencing a lot of bumps amid filming the current season. Hmm. Um, She said that, let me see, what did I say? Oh, sorry. So, apparently Tamara is saying that she, quote, caught Heather in a bit of a lie. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what that means. Well, guess we'll have to watch what happens as they tell us all the times. Um, yep. She said that her and Heather ended the show in a bad place, a place they never thought they would be. Throughout the season, they have little bumps here and there. But overall, they've been really good friends. And towards the end of the season, she caught her in, quote, a bit of a lie. She said despite that, she still misses Heather and she's a good person. She's a great mom. She just thinks that maybe she was going through a lot in her life and was acting up a little bit, Tamara said. Maybe. It's too bad because I do enjoy their friendship and I do like the both of them. So I do. And let's talk about this week so we can further discuss my reaction. Let's do it. So we start the episode at lunch with Emily and Gina and Gina is filling Emily in on what happened in Montana. And then we're treated to a series of flashbacks. We then joined Tamara and her oldest son, Ryan, as they just received Bronx's ashes. And I really thought that it was cute that she made all her kids a box with some of his ashes in it. But it was funny because she told Ryan, yeah, you get the ass end. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's the best end. Uh, so meanwhile, Jen with the two ends and her sleazy boyfriend go kayaking. And then Emily is planning a pool party for the ladies. And then we see John and Shannon barbecuing at his house and Shannon proceeds to break every shelf in his refrigerator for some reason. Uh, The situation between them actually feels pretty tense and it seems like it's the beginning of the end. So thank you there to producers for your foreshadowing Mm because you know what's going to happen. My ass clenched. Yep. He (laughs) actually feels that she works too much and that she's too busy to have fun. I feel like most of his having fun and this is just allegedly it's just my opinion revolves around them drinking which also doesn't bode so well for them because we've heard stories of them getting in fights and her running out of restaurants so maybe it's better now that they're not together maybe it's better so Tamara arrives at the nail salon to get Manny petties with Emily and Heather and while they're waiting for Heather she fills her in on 
Heather's shit shoveling story, which Emily thinks is condescending and ridiculous. And then, of course, as she's saying this, Heather walks in. Heather is still injured from the trip after she fell while fishing and she was splitting wood. <laughs> that was that was a sight for sore eyes. Uh, Heather tells mm. Emily about the fight she had with Taylor and Emily, who has already spoken to Taylor, tells Heather that she can be hurtful sometimes. And Heather responds by saying it's not nice of Emily to assume that she's in the wrong and not Taylor. And she explains that she's trying to pack her two kids for college. And she took time out of her busy day to go over to Taylor's to discuss said untitled movie, which should actually be known as Malibu Country Part 2. At this Um, point, yes. I mean... (laughs) Tamara and Emily tell her she sounds condescending saying that, and Emily tells her that she should be more self-aware. Tamara tells us that she agrees, even though Emily is being a little harsh, and Heather, on the other hand, tells us it's not fair to make sweeping generalizations about her behavior. And at this point, they start throwing around the F word, and there's a horrified woman getting a pedicure, shaking her head at them. like What I would not give. I know. Could you imagine watching these women film live? Oh my no, god! I would, I would pay for them to allow me to be there. Like, please, I'll pay for everybody's Manny and Betty if I can just sit here. Listen, this recurring theme that Heather is like purposely trying to hurt them is no, I don't like it. Way. It's it rubbing me the wrong to way rub- too. I remain objective. Like, I, I feel sometimes Heather can be like on purpose condescending, but lately it feels like. Anything she's done, they're just like, oh, you're so Anything rude. she says is not okay. It's, oh, I'm it's like, her trying to pretend she's so much better than us. Well, no, it's really not most of the time. And I feel not. like she likes to treat them to things like, which is nice. Please, I want somebody to give me a Tom Ford candle at lunch, which we'll get to. <laughs> but like, how come my I friends, know. where are the Tom Ford candles, girls? Exactly, girls. What the hell? Give me a freaking candle Wait, from a 99 what are they fucking store? complaining about this 150 dollars candle i would be ass kissing heather every day i'm just kidding no but the thing is it's like it sounds like her i don't know if it's heather's delivery i don't know if it's heather's tone a little or, bit probably or, they just don't fin- understand it the way she points her finger when she talks mm-hmm. there has to be some sort of um reason they think that heather thinks she's better than them um do you honestly believe she thinks that no i don't i really (laughs) don't i honestly and this is my honest thought Mm -hmm. i don't think heather thinks she's better than them i think heather knows yeah well that's true and this is true she doesn't have to think it because she knows it and it's i mean (gasps) with the exception of a couple she is better than them so exactly which is no shade to nobody but listen if we're going to compare wallets here just based on wallets alone honey i'm like oh money can't look you nasty so. saying that though all the time yeah, i think it's it not feels, it's not nice it's more about them than than heather most of the time but anyway let's keep going so we join jen teaching a yoga class and she tells us she's partners with her ex in the yoga business but she needs it to be successful because she's never been on her own financially um mm-hmm. and then gina i know Gina arrives in a super cute dress, which I was sad to see isn't available anymore because I looked. Uh, She then brings a candle to Jen and apologizes for being tough on her about her affair. She explains that it was something she hadn't dealt with earlier, basically, and that Jen just triggered all of that for her. And then they talk it out and everything seems namaste. 
may we never hear about this affair and how it makes Gina feel yeah, for the rest anymore. of the season. Yeah, enough. Yes. No more. So back at Emily's house, we join her and Shane, and she shows him some old pictures her mom sent her, and they discuss the relationship, and Emily tells him she's going to call her and invite her to California. We haven't seen her on the show since 2019, which was the last time she was there. They have a really nice yet emotional conversation, and she says she would love to come to Orange County, and Emily is ready to move forward with their relationship and not focus on the past hurt, which I think is good. Because what's she going to do about that now? she got to just keep it moving. Yeah, let's keep it moving. I think that in the earlier episode this season, Emily was coming from a place of her and just giving the audience context. Because right. she was sounding like she was very mad with her mom. Like she had nothing. Um, yes. She didn't want anything to do with her. But it right. really was a touching scene. I am confused that I'm enjoying Emily's scenes this season. Mm -hmm. Because she had not grown on me the, for the first four years. I know. Me too. I was very much whatever towards Emily. Like, no, sh I mean, no shade, but shade. I was very much yeah. whatever. But now that I'm seeing this side and she's funny and she put on the producer hat last season yes. and she carried the weight. I'm like, okay, she's right. Evolving. Yeah, I started to like her last season, but before yeah. that, ugh, I could have taken yeah, her leave her. I could not stand her, yeah. So we then joined Shannon and the twins while they're shopping at a very cool consignment store where I saw many purses that I would like to have. Mm -hmm. And she explains that the reason she's shopping there is because new clothes have toxic chemicals and pre-owned clothing is safer to wear. She's concerned about the off-gassing. And I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what off-gassing is. Like, no I, idea. Girl, I tried Googling that. I had no idea what that was. I'm like, what is she talking about? What is off-gassing? And then I'm like, uh, I, she doesn't so like much. She don't like toxic clothes, but she likes a good toxic cocktail. So I'm just like, where is the balance uh -huh. here? The, like, the tequila the... shots that she throws down. Those are toxic, <laughs> but like Apparently, a let's... scent from your clothing. Now, actually, like there are certain department stores like Bloomingdale's has a certain scent. And I love the way my clothes smell when I get them I there. Mean, I don't listen, know. It just reminds me of life. I go to the Goodwill. I love that smell of dust. I love I the, <laughs> it takes, takes me back home when it smells like a pile of shit. I'm just like, oh, oh it makes, my me, God. makes me miss my mother. <laughs> I miss my mother. Oh my God. So meanwhile, Shannon tells them they're overdue to call the college counselor, which of course David disagrees with saying they just need an essay editor. And Shannon lets us know how expensive NYU and USC are. And oh yeah, Shannon, I had a child at NYU and I know, and you were being, you were being a little conservative with that price by about $15,000, just to let you know. <laughs> So she wants them to use the counselor, though, because allegedly, and I say allegedly because I have had my kids use a certain college counselor, and I really don't think it did anything. Mm. I, no offense to that person, who I'm sure is not listening to this show, but I'm <laughs> not a fan. Um, and so allegedly it helps get them into the schools that they want, despite the fact that she tells us nobody is throwing scholarships at the Bedore twins. Well, I got news for her. USC and NYU are very hard schools to get into. So oh, sure. yeah, better step it up there. But she tells them that she's going to end up paying for the college counselor for them and for them not to worry. So we arrive at the marina with Heather, who's wearing Balenciaga. And the cut of the dress is lovely. And that's all I have to say about that. <gasps> 
Gina tells Emily that Heather sent her a text saying she was really looking forward to seeing her and hope they would have a lot of fun together. And Emily says the text is calculated and really means that Heather doesn't want Gina screwing up her party. I agree with uh, with yeah. Emily. I, I agree totally too. agree. I but think I, a fo- yeah. yeah. I think Heather knew exactly what she was doing by setting that. So I agree, but I kind of feel bad for Heather at this point because, like we just discussed, they're reading into every word that comes out of her mouth, and it's just not fair to me. She's and not also, doing that to them. Yeah, as a counterpoint to myself, if Heather hadn't reached out at all, I'm sure they would have been like, "Oh my god, how did oh my god, reach yeah, out to you? Didn't That's even scary. reach out. Right? It's they're never happy. Been, right." You know. So, of course, Taylor is the first one to arrive and Heather and her discuss the movie and Heather apologizes for hurting Taylor's feelings. And Taylor realizes she hurt Heather as well. And she also says she's sorry. And at this point, we learn that the acting coach is invited to this boat trip. And I'm still unsure of why that is. I don't know. Like I told you, I think jokingly when we were texting that maybe Taylor's like, hey, don't charge me and I'll let you film with us for one season. Right. <laughs> for, one, right. for one season. For one episode. Right. Exactly. Here, I know. Cause I even tweeted out, like, was she paid to be there? I'm not, did she pay to come and be like a guest? Like, and where's that auction? And can I sign up for it? So exactly. Anyway, Shannon and Tamara get to the boat and um, so does Lauren, the acting coach. And then Emily and Gina and Jen are the last to get there and off they go in the pink boat. The ride there is mostly uneventful and they arrive at Nobu. Um, And let's hope they make it to the entree this time, people, because last year when Heather had that dinner at her house, that was a lot of Nobu going to waste. Exactly. Oh, my God. So Heather walks in, greeting the staff like family. Oh, hey. Hey, how are you? That made me laugh. Like, I love that. Uh, Everybody's like, who? Of course, being the excellent hostess she is, there's a gift at every seat. And she lets them know that she's going to Boston on the red eye to see Max, who's having a bit of a tough time at school. And she asks them all to sign a card to cheer her up because Max struggles with anxiety and being like so far away is hard. So the ladies open their gifts to find engraved chopsticks and a Tom Ford candle. And like I just said before, note to my friends, I'll be waiting for that next candle at your dinner party. $140 a pop, by the way. I knew you looked up the price because I did too. Um, I thought it was hilarious. And Gina was like, when did Heather have time to do all these chopsticks? She's like, I haven't even unpacked from Montana. I know Heather's very good efficient. Yeah, you know Heather was on that shit. Her little Costco warehouse at home. Please, please on it. So the girls order drinks, and we see Shannon and Tamara drinking shots two hours earlier. And I just have to say at this point, look out because I see Tequila Tam in our very near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily tries to find out what she missed in Montana, and Heather says, "Let's talk about fun things." <laughs> That uh-uh. we got to show everybody basically ignored that request. Exactly. <laughs> so we learn, uh, even though we knew that Gina, although she was triggered by Jen, is now good with her. They let everybody else know that Heather clearly just wants this lunch to be drama free, but it's definitely going the other way. And especially in regards to what Gina is pissed off at Heather for. So the dick pic is brought up and Emily asks Jen if she's overlooking the red flags in the relationship because she wants it to all work out. And Jen says, well, listen, if Ryan were to fuck up, she wouldn't just sweep it under the rug. And at this point, Tamara replies, hasn't he already fucked up? Fair question, because I was thinking that. 
<laughs> Me too. And Tamara tells her she worries for her because she left her whole world to be with him. And again, Jen claims that's not true. She was unhappy for a long time. Now, she might have been unhappy for a long time. She should have left then. Because even if she didn't leave for him, the fact that she was involved with him does not make it look any less like yeah, it's it's so, all op it's all optics right so emily asked tam if uh she thinks ryan will be loyal to jen and tamra says absolutely not and jen tells her it's hurtful that she's aired all her dirty laundry to the group and tam again tells her it wasn't me the others chime in that they had already heard stuff before tamra brought it up and tamra fills her in on the warning that eddie got about ryan from his friend at a party Jen then proceeds to threaten our queen, telling her to, quote unquote, watch it. Tamara then throws a napkin in Jen's face and gets up. And then in classic Tamara fashion, she storms off telling Jen, fuck you. And you should leave your boyfriend. <laughs> I listen. I the way Jen forgot who she was arguing with uh -huh. made me made me fall. Because know. first of all, when you're on camera. And if you say stuff to me, that's like, you better be careful or you don't want me to bring that. Like, you yeah. you know what you're doing. You right. know what you're insinuating. Uh -huh. You know, you're trying to scare somebody. It reminded me of, let's talk about the husband. Kim Richards knew what she was doing when she of told Brenda she that. did. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, don't. And that's why I love that Tamara was immediately calling her bluff. Like all these mm -hmm. other housewives, take note. That's what you do. If you really ain't got some shit in your closet, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, if you really have nothing to hide. Tamara was like, I have nothing to hide. Bring yeah. it. Say what you're right. thinking. Go bitch. ahead. Don't, don't like, go ahead. Say it. Say what you're at. Because at that point, it's not even like Tamara was on a quest for the truth. Tamara was on a no. quest to call this bitch out. Not this bitch. Sorry. I'm very passionate here. Right. Tamara was very on a quest to call out Jen for trying to imply that Tamara actually wanted to Ryan too. Ugh, and so no way. why? Because if, if, Jen said basically like, oh, well, she was flirting with him too. Mm -hmm. And oh, like, oh, she yeah. thought he was cute too. Two things can be, cannot be true in this case. Like no. you can't say that you believe that Tamara really wanted to have sex with Brian. That was and then, a joke. I mean, and then tell us she was joking. It's like, so which is it? Right. Like, which, which lane are you taking here? Right. So to tell Tamara, watch it implies that Tamara was being serious, but then to tell us that she was joking. It's like, really, I know, like, I know. And so it's like she, next time yeah. I hope Tamara balls up that napkin and throws it harder because it's I like know. you get more force when you ball up a napkin. Uh -huh. so. Or just like <laughs> drops it right over her head. That would with be that, funny too. With that said, what would with you that do? Said, somebody, what would you do yeah. if somebody threw a napkin on your face? <laughs> I don't know, but it would not be pretty. It would not be pretty. I, Something else would definitely come flying back at them. Probably a I napkin. Know. I don't I think I would be violent and throw like something that would hurt them. I yeah. have been known to throw things and break them, but that was like when I was a teenager. I don't really do that. <laughs> I don't I'm break just, things. I but... hope there is no napkin tossing in BravoCon because I don't want to see that side of you. Because I'm, listen, I've been in moments where shit gets thrown in arguments. And, you know, when you watch these, these episodes, mm -hmm. you're like, I would have done this. I would have done that. Yeah. But when my friend got a, a glass thrown at him, I froze. I was like, holy. Ooh, right, because you're shocked that somebody has the audacity. Or audacity. <laughs> when that glass blew, I 
froze. I had uh-huh. no idea what to do. Yep. I had blood on my face after. I was just like, oh, oh my God. My God. It yeah. made me really recalibrate my idea that I would just react and like, I'm not like, I, yeah. I just breathe. So I'm reactionary for sure. Uh, no, I sit there and pause. I'm like, if somebody threw something at me, they better fucking run. That's all I can say. And <laughs> exactly. fast. And fast because I can run. I would be like, if somebody throws it at me, I would be like, Leslie, they just threw something at me. Oh, we'll get into that story another time. I am a good protector of people. (laughs) (laughs) So Shannon follows Tamara inside and back at the table, the acting coach who has spent most of her time just nodding, which was cracking me up, asks if Tamara is always like this. And Heather tells Jen that she needs to say something. And now is the time. And Jen continues to say that Tam should watch it and says there was a ton of joking, like we were just saying about how hot Ryan is and it was a two-way street. Okay. And like I was saying, I don't recall in my experience that saying someone is hot and saying, and then you say that about them as a joke and that person says about you as not a joke, I'm going to fuck her knowing she's married. That That's nothing remotely the same. Exactly. Very you can think re- somebody's hot also without wanting to fuck them. I think you're hot. I don't want to fuck you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I no, mean, mind, I, you, I you're just... not, mind you, you're not my demographic, but right, I exactly. do think you're attractive. Like uh, some of our friends yeah. that we have mutually are all yes. gorgeous. And I'm like, but of course. I don't sleep with you. But I don't like, necessarily want to sleep with them. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so Shannon feels bad for Jen saying that it's awful that everyone is saying bad things at the table about her boyfriend, but I think she's just projecting here because she's really worried about her relationship with John. And she even says, if somebody was saying those things about John, I would feel devastated. So Tamara and Shannon head back inside and go to the bar for more tequila. Rightfully so. Not sure. Poor Tam. I wonder how she was the next day. That was a <laughs> lot of tequila. So at the table, Jen says she doesn't believe that Ryan said that about Tamara. And Heather reminds her that Tamara has heard it from more than one person. The girls are frustrated that Jen won't say anything bad about Tamara, even though Tamara is doing it to her. Emily, meanwhile, calls out Heather and Tamara's friendship and says that it's completely fake. And she thinks that Heather is afraid of Tamara. Now, this is where I need to disagree. Heather might be a little afraid of Tamara. I don't think they have a fake friendship, though. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to subscribe to that. And Emily wasn't around years ago when they were friends. So just because they didn't talk for a year doesn't mean, you know, weren't talking during last season doesn't mean that they have hate for each other. No. And I think that Heather is um, not stupid. Like she's going to be strategic on this show as all housewives tend to be. Like if mm-hmm. you know someone is reactionary and throws napkins, like no shade, but that's yeah. what Tamara did. Why would you want to go and be their adversary? You know what I mean? Like, don't be, Yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck with someone that's like, I know how they are in terms of their reactionary. Right. And that doesn't mean you're scared. You're just also protecting yourself from. Of course. Because I would, because I would argue that Gina and Emily are scared of Tamara too. So, or they don't want to Yeah, I think they're all scared of Tamara that nobody wants to venture down that way. I think Gina's problem is, is that she thinks that since Tamara's back, Heather's like ignoring her now. And I don't think that's the case. I think that Absolutely not. Heather had a friendship with Tamara. So of course you're going to flock back to that person. And that's normal. And Gina has, I, I keep saying this, but Gina has no weight because she did not 
connect with uh, Heather during the off season. So now yeah. all of a sudden, right. she wants now to be all the- of a sudden she expects her to be, you know, world's greatest friend. Like mm. it, she's exactly. deflecting because of what she did before that Heather confronted her about, I feel like. So at this point though, Gina then confronts Heather about her treatment of her. And she lets her know that she's been fucking up a lot since Tamara has been back. And she questions the authentic, authenticity of their friendship Gina and Heather and Heather responds by telling her she told Tamara what Gina said about the IMDB because she needed to know and Tamara says that she didn't do it and Gina is having none of it and says she tried to tell her as a friend and Heather didn't listen Gina thinks that they are not real friends Heather takes it well I have to say she was completely calm she apologized and she also blamed her personal issues which okay Okay, so Gina brings up the real estate thing with Heather. And for me, I don't really feel that was a dig by Heather. She was just trying to find some common ground like, oh, yeah, my son is doing it too. We've talked about this before, and I don't think it was coming from a bad place from her at all. Exactly. I think, you know, Gina feels some, she has some misdirected resentment towards Rich Heather because uh-huh. Gina is doing this out of survival. She right. needs job that's not just housewives and i think when you're struggling or you're not struggling i'm just making mm-hmm. a judgment here but yeah when you're not in the same financial place as your rich friend right and you guys are on the same show and you're wondering why is she even here like she doesn't need the show i need the show like uh, i'm working and so to gina feel that heather equated her to her son mm-hmm. it, right i don't but anybody I, can take a real estate test at any age at any span of their life at any so it's not, I don't feel that Heather was being. I don't either. I think mm. Gina just has a lot of uh, insecurities around Heather. Yes. And so it's really becoming more and more obvious because I forget that they didn't film together until Heather came back last season. So right. um, they didn't know each other because Gina right. was on the show and then Heather wasn't. And Heather so wasn't, this is only, right. This is only their second season together. So they're still getting to know each other. Right. But I do feel that Gina has some work to do on herself and not letting everybody else's stuff affect her in such a negative way and taking it so personally. Just because somebody is trying to find a something they have in common with you or they're excited for their kid who's doing the same thing as you doesn't mean that they're putting you down. And she really and the same thing with Jen and the husband cheating like she needs to she needs to work on herself. No, for sure. Gina she's has taking a lot it all of- bad. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that she's taken personal that she has no reason to. And I'm going to be petty here for a minute. But is Gina working as a real estate agent yet? Because I know that uh, Nikki Dubrow is already all uh, interning with the Altman brothers. So, I mean, make fun of him all you want because he's a kid, but good for him. Snap. See, if if Gina would have played her cards right, she would have kissed some ass and be like, hey, Heather, get me in too. Yes. Hello. Nope. So meanwhile, all of this gets interrupted by Terry Dubrow, which I'm going to say is producer whoever, texting Heather because it's Terry sitting around texting like a Yenta. He might be, actually. Never mind. He is a Jewish man, and I can say that. I am Jewish. I am married to a Jewish man. So yes, he might be gossiping. So he texts Heather, allegedly, that David Bedore is getting divorced. And it happens to be, Shannon said, filed on Shannon and David's anniversary. And Shannon, at this point, gets upset because she's worried that having to now split money with somebody else is going to take away her kids' financial stability. 
God the forbid. Ends there, and thank the Lord they made it to the entree. Hallelujah! I will say that I thought it was so like <laughs> it was so unneeded, uh, unseriously dramatic when Heather got the text and she was like, I know. "Shannon, I have to tell you something." <laughs> And Shannon, rightfully so, gets all nervous. Like, what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on? And Heather's like, oh, I should not say this. But I don't know if you know. And I'm like, girl, just say what the hell's going right, on. Just and, say it. And so the Shannon was like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at that point, Shannon was like, her stomach probably dropped when oh, Heather sure. said that because of the conversation she was just having with Tamara about she wouldn't want to know anything about her boyfriend in front of the whole group at the table, blah, blah, blah. And then Heather mm-hmm. springs this on her. Oh, for sure. I, I, yeah, I hope we don't get dated scenes. I don't like that man. But um, next week, the preview for next week, we have the return of the OG of the OC. Vicky Mm -hmm. Goldston is back in the fray. We get our first, we get our first Tres Amigas reunion. Um, The episode's preview next week ended with Shannon telling production, this cannot air or my relationship is over. I am dying to know what the hell what they're is talking that? about. I know. Oh. And I'm glad they didn't show us all of this, like I said, in the trailer. The trailer because, because we're being surprised. Thank now you. Now we want more and now yes. we need more. And oh my God, I'm dying to know what's going on next mm-hmm. week. Um, I will say I it was nice to see Vicky, you know, because yes. I she annoyed me sometimes, but I didn't hate her. Yeah, but I she always makes me laugh. She always makes me laugh. Meeting her, running into her in the hallway at BravoCon and her like being Vicky. Like, and this oh is what's God. funny is that what you see is what you get with these people. Oh, um, yeah. And it was hilarious. And so I have such a good memory with her at BravoCon that it's just mm-hmm. ingrained in my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I cannot wait to see what happens next week. And I, and the season is good. It, and mm-hmm. I, I tweeted this and Tamara liked it. So I know she saw it. Mm-hmm. I said, is this the best OC season ever? No. Yeah. But after having some sloggy seasons, we are, this has been a fabulous comeback. I think it's, um, you know, Andy used to oversell it with, tends to overhype stuff because that's his job. He does. And yeah. he, he would say like, oh, return to form. And this is mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. And yada, yada, yada. No, I think this time he was uh, accurate. Like it's been. Me too. It's been light. It's been fun. I mean, it depends who you ask. Uh, Jen with two ends is probably going through it because her relationship is. <laughs> right, right. I'm not, I'm not sure she thinks it's light and fun. I don't, I don't think she agrees with the light and fun. <laughs> no. She had a whole napkin thrown in her face. Yeah, But sure. listen, at least it was a Nobu napkin. Like those are, those are soft. <laughs> They're easy on the face. Right. Because I'm not Probably taking. non-shedding. Like, yeah. We ain't going to have dinner anywhere with like. A fancy napkin with me like you get a napkin dispenser thrown at you if you're <laughs> all right i'm taking you to nobu in vegas then let's go to nobu por favor throw me uh, listen if you can I'll throw, throw a napkin throw- on you we'll make a scene <laughs> let's make a whole ass scene and we'll have tamara yell out with us no but yes. it's been a fun season it's been um I I'm excited to see where the season goes. And, it has. Oh. And I have to say that single-handedly it is because of the return of Tamara. I'm just saying it like, cause Heather no, was back is. last season and it was great, but it didn't have this kick. It, it has the fiery thing that we needed mm-hmm. from the villain. That is Tamara. Um, right. She leans into that uh, side. She is who she mm-hmm. is. 
but I also want to give credit. Jen with two ends has fit in nicely. Like Jen yes. has not been, she has not come off scared of anybody. She hasn't come off like, mm-hmm. um, like she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, listen, right. she, and I also think that Taylor has been a good fit as a friend of like, we get Me too. her, we, we know her, we're seeing right. her, like she's an right. old face that we know. So yeah, it took a while, but they really, I think they got a good cast chemistry this time around because Noella last season was a big no. Mm, and no. Um, Dr. Jen was a very lovely person. Ugh, yeah, but no, yeah, not that husband. That. Oh, that husband. Well, let's talk and about I, that. you know, they do. They have a good chemistry and um, it's just been, I like how they have many group scenes in every yes. episode because that's we important. a group scene and uh, the other cities, please, please give us group scenes. We love a group scene. Yeah. And um, I don't like when somebody can't go or somebody like, it I know. just ma- it, the entire dynamic changes, and it does. but shout out also shout out to Emily. She's been a good messy producer because she brought yes. up Montana at Nobu, and that just yep. set everything off. So, and she is not work. afraid of Heather at all. She is telling Heather, "I don't agree with everything she says," but she is oh. definitely making no bones about how she feels about Heather's behavior. Oh, for sure. I loved it. And so, yeah, what a great week mm-hmm. in Bravo Sphere. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? What am I doing? Uh, we have dinner plans tomorrow night with our group of friends. And yes. I don't know. I played tennis today. And other than that, I, I really don't know. Just whatever comes around. It's too hot to do. I mean, I'm a psychopath for playing tennis in this heat. But I don't. I, it's too hot to go outside. I'm just a psychopath. But I think that <laughs> I'm going to probably I'm going to visit my parents at some point. But there's a heat wave this weekend again. Ugh. So it's going to be like 109 again. And I am just dreading it. I keep saying I need to go into the city. Oh, I'm gonna go watch Barbie, too. Um, oh, yeah. I saw that yesterday. My it daughter. Fab. It was fabulous. Yeah, I really liked it. But I'm interested to see. I'm not going to say anything because I want to see what other people think of it because I think it's I I think a lot of people are going to think what I think they're going to think, which I told you yesterday. They don't know anything away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody listening, you have till next episode to be caught up because we're going to do a little Barbie uh, recap. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to Barbie. I'm going to Barbie on Sunday morning. We got an 8.55 showing to avoid okay. crowds and people. That's how you know we're Good old. idea. Good idea. But yeah. So we're going to go see that. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm very chill. Very chill. Summer is chugging away. I can't believe it's almost August, which means it's almost BravoCon. I so know. That's, that's, very that's... excited for that. I got to get my outfits on point. Oh, my God. I need to. <laughs> I, I'm like, I need to go buy all black outfits because that's all I do. But. Anyway, I always say this. I love talking to you, Leslie. And I love talking to you, Mario. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.